This is Fiber Variety Hour. Our presenting sponsor is the Tip of the Mitt Fiber Fair held each year on the first weekend of June at the Emmett County Fairgrounds in beautiful Petoskey, Michigan. The mission of the festival is to celebrate Michigan's natural fiber, farmers, processors, and skilled artisans. In early 2016, a group of like-minded fiber enthusiasts began planning an event to showcase Michigan's rich natural fiber resources. With a lot of hard work and the support of local businesses and organizations, the annual Tip of the Mitt Fiber Fair was born. You can follow them on Facebook at Mitt Fiber Fair or on Instagram as at Tip of the Mitt Fiber Fair. Welcome to our first full-length podcast. We're still learning as we go, so we appreciate you coming along for the ride. We're here with Dana from Supernova Dye Works. Hi. Hi, I'm Dana. I, uh, I'm very awkward. And I kind of lean into that sometimes, so. I think we're all a little awkward doing this at the time. <laughs> so we're just going to lean right into it together. Yay! Like <laughs> lean in, lean right in. <laughs> Hopefully it gets easier, you know, this is the first one. Yeah. So, um, you know, Kat and I started this because we really wanted to educate people on all different aspects of the textile industry, really. And so we kind of naturally started in Michigan with people that we knew and friends of ours that we've met over the years at shows and obviously people whose work we admire, too. And the thing is, is your business name was not always Super Nova Dye Works. Um, we knew you as Ice Melon Stash. Yeah, it used to be Ice Melon Stash. That's what I started with. And actually, uh, fun fact, way, way back when I was going to be Delicious Yarns. And I was like, no, that's dumb. And then like six months later, there was a Delicious Yarns out of California. <laughs> so, you know, but yeah, it was Ice Melon Stash, but now it's Supernova Dye Works, which thinking about it now is just as a mouthful as Ice Melon Stash. <laughs> so yeah, it's okay. So <laughs> I am curious though, where, why Ice Melon Stash? Well, because my username was Ice Melon, like everywhere on the internet, you know, like wherever I was on the internet, that was it. It was Ice Melon. And then there was one other guy that had like a website that was Ice Melon. And I was so mad because I wanted that, that web address so bad. But every time I could log in with Ice Melon, I was happy because I got the So username. then here's the question is like, are we talking MySpace logging in or AOL? I'm, I'm totally being a smart aleck here. Sorry. Uh, live journal. Oh. Actually, no, I don't think that was live journal. I don't know. It, it was just like any Tim that I needed a username. Literally, it was just like I needed a username for something one day and I was probably like 20 years old. I was like, I don't know what to do. And I just was like, I smell. And there we go. Perfect. There it is. <laughs> yeah. So now why Supernova? Uh, well, because all of my yarn bases are named after stars and I'm a big fan of space and stuff like that. And so it just kind of seemed right because supernova is, you know, something that explodes in this giant fiery ball of awesome. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> that's a pretty right? good it's just like, I'd say yeah. so. I mean, a lot of your colors are definitely an explosion of awesome color. So <laughs> that word bright, they're bright. Supernova, yeah, so explosion of awesome. <laughs> yeah there's there's my new tagline just explosion of fiery awesome I don't know <laughs> it's one of those I guess but dye works is because hopefully uh hopefully I can continue to dye yarn in the future and I don't know maybe I'll add people to it maybe I won't and dying people? dye works kind of yes dying people okay uh dying hair and dying eyebrows no I'm kidding <laughs> we'll stick we'll sorry stick just with wool and plant <laughs> I think that's the way that rolled off. Okay, I'll add people to it at some point. I think it's really nice 
uh, to think about that, you're not the first person who's done that in the last few years that I know of where you thought, well, it could be something you could collaborate on or other people could be involved in. And I think that especially now it feels like a lot of things were kind of having to work with each other on it. I mean, that, that like this was really born out of that too, just like kind of not being alone in what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so lots of collaborations I've noticed. I've kind of taken the past eight or nine months off since having my baby, but um, I, I did kind of spring back in it and that cat was a part of this actually, the cooperate kit yeah. um it was a, just a bunch of people i kind of got this this text from cat saying hey we're doing this thing are you interested i was like uh okay sure <laughs> let's do it and i kind of i kind of got to go on this wild run meeting a bunch of people and putting together a kit in like a month and a half or something i don't know if cat it was a little <laughs> mad so i kind of just over around. here three yeah. months around you guys should uh, elaborate on that a little bit, though, since that's really fresh still oh. right now. That would be a good thing to promote, right? Yeah, it would. It actually just came out last weekend. Um, the the um, idea was from Lorna Michelle from Bewitched Pigments, and she puts on the Virtue Wool um, Fiber Festival on Facebook. And um, it's I always I always feel like I have to split those things up because I want to say it right. But she was like, would this be something we could do? I really want to do some kind of collaboration. And she's like, so let's have a Zoom meeting and see what everybody who can come thinks. And we got on there and I was like, well, I mean, there's a designer that I've worked with and I'm curious about the turnaround on that. And then I, I was like, hey, what is the possibility that something like this could happen? Like, tell me about this. And she's like, well, that depends on X, Y, Z. And I'm like, well, what about R, Y, W? And she's like, um, and I'm like, I want to come to the meeting. Nice. So it's, uh, and Dana did, um, sleet color. It was the gray. Yeah. Yeah. That's dusty gray. gray. It's different it. from my other gray. I promise. It's a new color. <laughs> it is pretty and it's lovely to work with. And it's, uh, it's, it's a nylon and a merino base, correct? Yeah. 80, 20. So 80% okay. superwash merino. 20% what nylon. is that one? What is that base called? Desmos. Ah, there we are. Desmos. Yep. Desmos. And it feels lovely like on my basic sock yeah it's awesome it takes the color beautifully <laughs> it, we ended up with 10 dyers and a designer and a jewelry maker shawl pin designer and then also a notions maker who did a little um laser engraved wooden tag to put on the shawl and it's called the Quapper 8 e-i-g-h-t because in each of the kits there were eight collaborators for each kit and then one kit was called the was called eight days a week, words hard. I'm sorry, eight knits a week. And then the other one was called leave my knitting alone. <laughs> yep. And I think we were both part of the leave my knitting alone, I think. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. I, uh, you can tell that I paid attention very deeply to this and I apologize no, for not I mean, actually doing so. Mom brain, it's really okay. <laughs> to be fair, the actual name of the kit happened about three days before it was released. So yeah. it wasn't like, you know, when we came up with the collaboration all together, we went, okay, here's what we're going to call it and have yeah, that. I remember that. I remember that Zoom meeting. It's like, this should probably have a name. Does <laughs> anybody know a name? Anybody? Yeah. Where can people get those? You can get them at bewitchpigments.com. Bum ba -dum. Job. And we did it. 
I was going to make some joke about learning how to breathe because you're mom now, you know, so they teach you that, don't they? Not really. Well, no, no, I think that's just a TV thing. I've never once known a woman in labor to make those noises. No, they were like, when I was actively pushing, they were like, okay, okay, breathe in, hold it for a second while pushing and then breathe out, but don't hyperventilate. Please, for the love of God, do not hyperventilate. Like, don't get like a dog. You're not a dog. Yeah. (laughs) And now that we've completely veered off. um, (laughs) That didn't take long. How old is your daughter? talking about mom brain. Yeah. yeah, mom brain is real. I'm part of the club of mom brain now. She, <laughs> she's nine months old. So she was born in April. So uh, yeah, I definitely had a baby at the beginning of the pandemic. And I've been living that uh, pandemic baby life. What exactly is the pandemic baby life? Uh, well, you know, I had this vision that I was going to be like, I would join like a local mom group or something and then decided I hated all the moms there and then quit. And then like do something else, like do my own thing. But I didn't get to do that because pandemic just pandemic. Saved from that. <laughs> the snubbing. Your whole plan. No, because when I could have complained about all of the moms there. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, well. I say that in jest, but like let's be real, I do complain a lot. No. I actually I I, I don't I don't get that. I think that you're, um, in my experience, you've just been very honest. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's honest, you know. Yeah. Straightforward. My filter is real thin. (laughs) Whatever. I think I'm funny and that's all that matters, right? (laughs) So you have a new collection um, called the Cursed Collection. Is that right? Yes, it is called the Cursed Collection. And... Oh my gosh. So this basically is because I had some older dyes that needed to get used because, um, you know, I I took a break after having a baby, which was an an intentional break. I knew I was going to take a few months off, but um, I didn't uh, anticipate eight months off. So I have these old dyes. They still work, you know, they still Mm -hmm. dye yarn. They still hold on just fine. Like they, there's, still totally viable they just need to get used or dumped basically and so I decided that I was going to do this thing I was going to make this line of yarn and it was all going to be one of kind batches and I kind of sat down one day and I was like okay how am I going to make this work um and so it's a different dye style than I normally do I kind of put the yarn into the dye pot and I was like okay I'm just literally gonna put all my dyes out here and I'm gonna close my eyes and I'm gonna pick one (laughs) and yeah it's so totally it's like I gave myself a couple like oh you know I I don't like this one so I get to pick again thing but uh yeah pretty much if I didn't get it in within three tries I had to use one of the colors which oh my god so there were rules there were rules yes as a self sort of described control freak. <laughs> uh, it was it was freeing and terrible because I was like, oh no, I hate this. Oh no, oh no, this is gonna be terrible. Oh no. But at the same time, I was like, whatever, it's fine. Everything's fine. Throw it in the pot. It's fine. It was a way of saying goodbye to 2020, <laughs> you know, with just like whatever, I'm over it. 
Sometimes those wacky things like that look awful in a dye pot and then they dry and you're like, this is gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. There's been happens. so many colors. There's been so many colors that I like, you know, they're like, oh, oh, I might have to keep one of those because really they're like, you know, they're there's probably a minimum of four, but a maximum of eight of each color. They're on different bases. So it's kind of just like you might have two of one color, you might, you know, of one base, but I don't know. It was just kind of like, I don't know. It just, it needed to happen yeah. basically. I needed to get it out of my head. And so I decided to call it the cursed collection because it was like, this. it's, it's so cursed. I mean, it's not really cursed. It's just like I, the control was not there. And so that's why there's some names like that, you know, 80s clown or shopping cart with three wobbly wheels because that's incredibly cursed. Um, one of them, which I did not get to use yet, uh, is Raggedy Andy, like with a question mark at the end. Like, <laughs> is it Raggedy Andy? I'm not sure. I don't know. Like, I don't that kind of stuff. That one yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for something when that fits the yarn. <laughs> right. Do you, and actually that's a question that I have is do you um, keep a stash of yarn names and then match them up to something and so you be like, oh yeah, that's absolutely this. Or is it just, oh man, today I had this cart that had three wobbly wheels and just screw it. <laughs> uh, so for the cursed collection, I've actually been sort of collecting cursed item names mm. for the past couple months. Um, there's just, you know, like random couch out in the woods. You know, I just like thought of like the most like, suspicious you know like not quite right things um so you know, you say those things and everyone immediately yep. can think of what that looks like to them it exactly. was kind of a brownish green on top of a hill in the woods <laughs> behind our house and it was like propped against two trees on the edge of the hill if the trees weren't there it would have tumbled down it so was ugly actually, you actually there actually was one <laughs> <laughs> See, oh yeah it's like this is the thing I feel like it's a 90s kid thing like a latchkey 90s kid to be like uh you know you're like eight years old and your parents are like go play outside and you find yourself in the woods and suddenly there's like a random couch and like you don't know how long it's been there you don't know if like the local teens because you're like 10 eight there's or probably 10, also right? some, some other suspect things around there that you just didn't notice when you were a kid no absolutely absolutely <laughs> it's amazing how tall that hill seemed and now I'm like huh it's a knoll. A knoll, yeah, a knoll. Mm. <laughs> you know, new words. Uh, that's a good word. No, but that's, that's, I don't name other stuff like that. Like, if it's a fandom thing, then I typically have like a quote or, you know, a person or a character or something with that in mind. But if it's just like one of my random whatever, yeah, then I well, don't. This is the name. What should I name it? Fandom. I'm sorry. Uh, to go along with that fandom, I was just going to say, you know, you, you said earlier that, and like, we know that you've had certain series of yarn names that were for things that you were interested in. And, you know, like, obviously the one that came to mind and what most people would know you for is the fact that Dean was always hanging out in your booth from Supernatural. Dean! But <laughs> I'm curious because you've obviously had a lot of time to be watching some TV. Oh, yeah. What, what's on your list right now? So you would think so. But no. I, you know, I, I don't get to watch a lot of TV Baby. because, yeah, <laughs> yes. my, my little kid, she, you know, can't really watch a ton of TV around with her just, you know, because she, she's nine months old. So she demands that attention. <clears throat> but I will say we, um, we started 
like everyone did last year watching Tiger King. Oh gosh. I actually um, haven't seen it. We I don't think we actually watched all of the episodes. I think it's like we were like, okay, I don't we're this is fine, but we're done, you know. <laughs> and then we started watching something else. I'm trying to think of what it was. Uh oh, we started watching the blacklist. We have not caught up to the current season or anything like that. I think we just burn out on it. And now we're watching Stargate SG1. <laughs> oh <laughs> yep. 1997 Stargate. You know, I've been hearing on a certain, there's one podcast that somebody just keeps saying over and over again, I just can't bring myself to get to know any new characters. So I just keep watching things that I know already. <laughs> They're like watching the Golden Girls. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's something really comforting about going back to those shows, though, I think. Yeah. This reminds me of, again, being a 90s kid, you know, laying on the couch like at 10 or 11 o'clock at night, whenever it aired, and like just being like, I'm up on a Sunday night watching our Stargate and I should probably go to bed because I got school in the morning. You yeah. know, I wonder what my son is going to think about that because we do stay up and watch a show on Sunday night, but it's all creatures great and small. <laughs> <laughs> because the masterpiece... PBS oh, yeah. is doing it. And it's really good, but I'm like, yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I, I mean, I'm... I, yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> so, Dana. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> tell us about how you got started in this business. I mean, was this one of these where you were knitting and you were like, ooh, I'm going to throw something on this? What was your first eye experience? What got you hooked? Uh, okay, so I do think who is your first dealer? Oh boy, dealer. <laughs> so there was a <laughs> yarn store going out of business, and I bought a bunch of undyed yarn because they had they had their own line of like house dyed yarns. So the yarn store that was closing, Lexi actually worked there, but I didn't know her at the time. Fun fact: small world. Lansing's a very small place. <laughs> you so really. It's Lexi not, was your dealer. That way. <laughs> yeah. So Lexi was your dealer. Well, yes and no. It was Ray's Yarn Boutique in, in downtown. It was your facilitator. Kind of. Your handler. So I had already been dyeing fiber, though, before I started dyeing yarn. So, but where did that start? <laughs> Let's take it back. Um, how did that start? Uh, okay, so how did that start? So I started crocheting first after a bad breakup you know like you do when you're 20 years old um and then I had started going to like local knit groups and I met a good friend there and I basically was like hey I know how to knit but like not really you know teach me a stitch or two and she was like oh no I don't I don't want to but I had learned when I was a really little so she basically just showed me how to purl and like I could figure everything else out mm -hmm. and then I you know got deeper into it and it was like oh you spin yarn too what's that like and so I started spinning yarn and we had gone to the spinner's loft a couple times together uh in Howell and mm -hmm. I was like oh I can dye wool that's easy and so I got wool you know roving and stuff from spinner's loft and started dyeing wool to spin and then I was like, oh, I guess I could dye yarn, but everybody dyes yarn. I don't want to do that. But then I started and now here we are. It's kind of funny because I had my son and in the like 
last months of my pregnancy and my months of taking time off was when the two of you started bending all the shows I used to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then That's I came right. back and I was like, who are all these new people? This is great. <laughs> yeah. Because I remember, uh, you know, when I started, I was doing like craft shows and stuff and nobody knew what anything was because it's right? a craft show. Like nobody knows what anything is. They're not I mean, no, no real shade. I mean, no real shade because like it's a niche hobby. It's fine. Um, it's a different demographic for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, who was, I don't remember who even told me, oh, there was a woman who did socular, socular, who did <laughs> circular knitting. Yeah, exactly. Circular sock knitting. And she bought my first hand dyed yarn and she was like, this is amazing. You need to do this more. Uh, Also, you need to vend this show. And I was like, oh, okay. It's very expensive. She's like, well, it's because it's a real fiber show. And I did, you know, my little tiny craft show booth in like a 10 by 10, you know, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it turned out to be the most amazing thing. And I was like, there's people who are like me, but like the same things I do. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I got so much positive feedback. Yeah, I think so, doing your first Fiber show, it would be likened to like someone going to their first Comic-Con, you know? It's, it's like, oh, these are my people. <laughs> yeah, it's intense, but like in an incredibly gratifying way. <laughs> happy exhaustion at the end, where you're just like falling down, but you're so happy. Yeah. Well, I remember your first, sh- it must've been your first show, big show, Kat, mm-hmm. that we it were next to each other. show. And I had, and it's, I was still relatively new myself. So I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk to people. You know, I was still in that, like, I don't, I wasn't adventurous to my people yet kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. I had only done that show, maybe that was the second or third time that I had ever done that. And um, then I started talking to it and I was like, oh, geez, why did I start talking to her day one? Because she's amazing. And, you know, like these people are great. Well, and I have to actually blame Claire for being there because it was her fault. (laughs) Because she's the the one. um, Claire was, she told me that if I didn't apply to that show, she was going to punch me in the face. Oh, no. (laughs) Which, uh, to, to, to clarify my... My um, good friend, Claire, she was actually my, my business partner for a large chunk of the last five years, but um, she was still working full time. So that didn't work so well doing both of those at the same time um, with little kids. And she looked at me square in the eye and she said, if you don't apply to the show, I'm going to punch you in the face. Well, not and if you know the same thing as Dana, you were doing craft shows, right? I was. And they were terrible. Yeah. yeah. Not the yeah. shows, but... I was doing terrible at them because it wasn't the right fit. Right. And it was a lot of craft shows. It's you're going for a finished item. You're looking for artisan finished items, not necessarily the tools to make the artisan finished item. Funny enough, you know, I did uh, the craft show at the high school I went to really early on. Like, I I think I just learned how to card and I like carded a bunch of bats and Mm -hmm. did that. But then I had like felted ornaments and a couple other things. And what sold was my wool. It wasn't anything else. <laughs> That's wow. were felters awesome. at the craft show. You had the niche crew. You did. You had the right mm-hmm. heaps. I mean, I still, I don't, I think, I think the booth fee was $30 and I still barely made more than that, but <laughs> right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like sold. $60 was like a good day. Oh yeah. And then yeah. you realize later, oh, I, I lost money that day. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I lost money this day. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Totally. To be fair, when I, if you know Claire, 
her saying something like that, you can't take her seriously. She's, yeah, um, I think you need to clarify but that. But you know she means business, too. She does mean business, because she's like, will you just? I said, fine, but you're coming with me. Perfect. And she's an introvert. And so we coerced another friend into coming with us, because I was like, I'm not doing this alone. Yeah, I'll just sit in the corner and cry. I, I made my dad come with me the first one, the first show I did, like the first real show, <laughs> which is great because uh, he has the gift of gab, to put it gently. Boom. Um, and I kind of have that too once I'm like, you know, a mm-hmm. little bit more opened up, primed, as it were, to socialize. But so it was great because, you know, he was talking to all these, frankly, you know, middle-aged women coming through and just like flirting it up and just like, this, this is my daughter and this is her still, you know, so it was, it was pretty wonderful. You could talk about your stuff emotion. unabashed. It's a good show. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was great. And uh, as they say, the rest is history, right? <laughs> or Gosh, was that 2013? There. That was like 2013 or 2014. I can't remember. I have a notebook. Uh, somewhere well, I, I think Gareth in 2012 so that, oh, yeah. that timeline sounds pretty close yeah I think that's right yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> wild to know that like I've known you guys that long but it doesn't feel like it because we only see each other at shows for like two days at a time yeah in the old you know? times I feel like there's that much time between them yeah. because they're spaced out just right <laughs> yep you know except and for now yeah. now we're like oh my gosh right. we haven't seen each other in forever which is why yeah we're, we're just well, like the gab. <laughs> that first show in spring, that first show in spring that we would do, uh, de- I, it depended on what show it was, but the, you know, it's like, it felt like coming home because it was like, there were no shows usually in December or November even. So it's like mm-hmm. that first show back in the spring, like after not seeing people for two or like, three months, it's just like, ah, I haven't seen you in six years, you know? And I'm sure that's what it's going to feel like hopefully this oh, at least a decade by then it's oh, gonna be gosh. like a decade 2020 counts as three years minimum we can just all agree on that mm-hmm. so i'm also curious dana what other collaborations you have done with designers and the like and what how that's gone for you oh gosh what have i done you know i've done so many random things kind of here and there um i used to collaborate with kim pascal a lot of chasing acorns so Kim is a wonderful sewist. Is is that the term? She's excellent at what she does. Um, she and I used to share booths a lot and um, with her project bags and we did a, a kit, a couple things here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a pattern designer, Phil Lagerman. I believe that's how you say her last name. She did so. a design with um, one of my yarns I think that Jeannie from Kokoro Patterns used your yarn originally to design the diagesis cowl. Oh, really? I think oh, so. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. And there's someone yeah. who did it online. Gosh, I'd have to look her up. I'm not prepared. Um, <laughs> I'd have to look her up. But she did a sock design with um, one of my yarns. I mean, it's not like we put you on the spot or anything. So um, where can people find your yarns? They can go to supernovadieworks.com and then there is a link to my shop from there. And uh, yeah, I got all my yarns. I have a brand new storefront. It's on Shopify now. I'm no longer on Etsy. <laughs> Are there like brick and mortar shops that you work with or have worked with? 
Yeah, woven art in East Lansing is a big, they're they're like my home shop. I'm actually the next little town over from them. And uh, Meg is amazing. And she does so much work to carry so many indie dyers, including yours, Kat. <laughs> and Emily's Emily's too. Yeah, yeah she actually carries all of us. That's fiber. right. She's amazing. I, I think she does a wonderful job curating her, her yarn for sale, her collection, because, well, I mean, y'all know that she was a museum curator for a couple of years. So she has a history, like an art history degree and background. And she has like just all of these. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't um, even know that, but yeah. we're actually, she's part of this whole series this with you. So that's perfect. That's amazing. Absolutely perfect. Um, I have a special shout out for Artisan Networks. They often carry my yarns as well. Um, and then, you know, here and there, there's also a little yarn shop in the, the town that I can't think of. Right Saginaw. Now. That's it. Saginaw. I actually just <laughs> watched her do a little live last night. Yeah, she did. It was cute. It was fun. And she had a whole bunch of kits and things put together and just trying to do their best. So, yeah. I'm not sure if she has any yarn left. She purchased um, a wholesale order a couple months ago. I don't know if she sold it all, but yeah, there's I hope so. a couple. Yeah, right. I mean, I can only hope that she's sold it all. Well, clearly so. she has. <laughs> yeah. So there's local yarn stores. Mainly I was selling uh, in person at shows and that was mainly how I got my yarn to people. I didn't really have too much online. I just kind of was like, hey, just, you know, if you want something that you saw at a show, just email me. I don't really have it online. So now everything is on supernovadiworks.com, which is crazy. I've never had this much yarn online. How has that pivot gone for you from in person to online? Um, you know, so I'm a millennial. I'm an elder millennial. Let's, okay. I'm like on the cusp of being an elder millennial. The cusp. The cusp. Like, you just have the crust of the avocado <laughs> toast. Just the crust. I cannot think yeah. of that comedian's name right now, but I love that. Oh yeah, she's it. great. I don't know either, but that's where I get it from. Yeah. I feel like so, we're going to have to have a note section for here's the comedian that we couldn't remember the name of. I mean, her whole special is called Elder Millennials. It is. <laughs> you think that I would be great at being internet stuff which i i am online practically all the time because of my phone in my pocket all the time but you it's know really like, hard. i totally get that though um you know just like figuring out online teaching and stuff the last several months and and doing all these things you know i've never used zoom before <laughs> this happened yeah i thought it was like a brand new program it's obviously been around for years oh yeah <laughs> i mean I had like purchased a course several years ago, like, you know, like business marketing or whatever. And they had like Zoom meetings and I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, okay. did it once or twice for with the group mm -hmm. or whatever. And then, you know, seeing it now, I was like, oh, Zoom, I, I know what that is. Yeah, like, oh, that thing, I'm reminded. Yeah, you know, it's like, I've, we're very capable of figuring it out. Yeah. Yep. But it's, it's not, not innate super, though. It's not very <laughs> natural to us, I think. There's that whole watching the rise of the internet. That yeah. we're like right in the middle of all of that sort yep. of era where like yeah, most people other than us are like, I'm not even gonna deal with that. Mm -hmm. Unless yeah. I do and the younger people than us are like, why can't you figure this out? Right. Like <laughs> I can figure it out, but it's gonna take me a while. Like yeah. I remember the first website I went to. You know who, yeah, people younger than us, and I say younger, liberally, like I'm talking like three years younger, two years younger, 
I don't know. They always had the internet, you know, it's like, (laughs) (laughs) I can figure it out, but it takes a lot of Googling. And I think like, that's kind of my And Googling, our verbiage has changed. Yeah. (laughs) You know what though? We also actually think to Google it before we ask somebody. Yes. That's the difference. Yes. I, I get calls a lot from um, but also family Googling. members. Go ahead. Yeah, family members who are only eight years older than me that are going, hey, how do I do this thing? And I'm like, I don't know, let me Google it. You know, it's that's my first inclination. And so, uh, yeah, getting the shop online, like, first of all, do I know anybody who's done this? Because can you help me out? Second of all, what am I doing? Google help. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it. But mom brand does not make it any easier. Oh, hard <laughs> yeah. Nope. Oh. Notes are great until they fall down. Oh no. Well, and damn. then you're like, I swear I wrote this down. That's what drive Google Drive is for that. It's for oh, all yeah. the, the I forgot it things. Yeah. My Google Drive is 80% full. And I'm like, how did I come to this? I paid for more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my Dropbox keeps telling me that I need to buy more because all of the labels for why not fibers are in dropbox yeah looking and i was like it's only two dollars i think it's like two dollars a month to go with google mm-hmm. to like have a hundred megs of storage or gigs i'm sorry of storage which is- i was gonna be like oh there's a picture <sighs> yeah, right. and i do that all the time so you could do that or like dropbox was gonna be like ten dollars a month and i was like well this is a no-brainer because I have to upload my classes to send the recordings out to the students afterwards. So anyway. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Well, mm-hmm. hey. Shopping around, see? <laughs> That's what I learned. That's a... <laughs> Shopping around. Google that. Which is cheaper, Google? Yes, exactly. Right? What, what happens in our house? If I say... And the older don't remember that you can Google things. <laughs> my daughter's name mm-hmm. is Sadie. And if I say, yeah. hey, Sadie... My phone thinks I'm saying. I like that you're trying not to say hey, Siri. It because I don't want it to be like, hi, can I help you? So I'll like holler across the house. Hey, Sadie. And my phone will say, how can I help? <laughs> and you're like, no, no, no. I don't want you. I'm not talking to you. I, I routinely say I'm not talking to you. <laughs> to my phone. Yeah. Wait, That's no, how no. I know that we're no... We're, we're not 20 anymore because we tell things inanimate objects that we're not talking to them. That's how we know we're old. And we're not old. We're just not 20. We're starting to not feel like we're young. <laughs> we, we're getting the patina. We've got the patina of a bygone age. <laughs> yep. Can, can I name a color that? <laughs> yes, patina of a bygone age. The, cr- the crust of the yeah, avocado so toast. We can just talk and be silly because this is getting real <laughs> I'm Do sorry, you know, I can't yeah. hear you. Oh, I said, I think maybe we should wrap up so that we can oh, yeah. just be silly. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm waiting to, he- <laughs> let me get my, my, uh, inter- my public radio voice back out here. But um, Dana, I'm waiting for your crust of the avocado toast. I want to see that color. All right, we'll have to figure something out. Oh my I god, anything about Pinkle. Yeah, Pinkle, Pinkle happened. Pinkle totally happened. Dana and I were talking one night about her Grello color, which I thought of you not so long ago because those are the colors for Pantone this year, are a gray and a yellow. Yeah. They're kind of a terrible gray and a yellow, in my opinion. 
<laughs> so I was like, oh, we're going to see all the Grellos this year, you yep. know, I'm just being uh, kind of snarky about it. But <laughs> it, every time I say Grello, all I can think of is Pinkle now. And I, yeah, thanks for dying. Well, I will say Grello, um, Dana, you're, I smell a now supernova. Grello had became a sweater for my niece. Aww. And now my younger niece has also worn it. Oh, so it's already sweet. been passed down to the next baby. <sighs> You know, I was not, I'm sure I was not the first one to make a Grello colorway, but like, I, the first person I saw doing it. I was one of the first people. I mean, maybe there was somebody, you know, on the West Coast or the very East Coast that I didn't know of because, yeah. you know, not everyone was online for a while. Well, you but make like, a beautiful one. I but, quite like it. I still have a skein of it that I haven't figured out what I want. Yeah. I just have a little bit left. Sometimes on Instagram, I'll see a grain of yellow yarn. I'm like, is that mine? Because it used to just be mine. It used to be like, oh, that's mine. Now it's like, oh, who is this person? Wow, this looks exactly like my Grillo. Oh my gosh, I wonder when they started dyeing that. I mean, great minds. There's only so many colors in the rainbow, but right. I just think it's But you, It is funny and you really do a great job with it. I love that color. So I was, oh, yeah, I was, thank you. it made a very nice, it even worked well with a small sweater that had some detail to it. So yeah. it wasn't like it ate up the detail. I got to have both the fun mm -hmm. and the detail. Yeah. Those are my spiral dyes. There's only four colors in those. They don't, it's not like self-striping sock mm -hmm. situation. Um, but like the color repeats are only a couple inches long. So you'll get sort of like this neat spiral effect if you do mm -hmm. a small circumference. But I think that's great because it's like the color changes are pretty abrupt. So you don't get too much muddiness. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, it keeps it from being too wild. You know, it's like it, it gives me really that nicely. strong sense of, it gives me that strong sense of order and control when I dye this, <laughs> the spiral yards. <laughs> so it's not cursed is what you're saying. Right. It's the opposite of cursed. It is so, control and <laughs> collected and controlled. Um, yeah. Next question is the, the cursed collection. Is that done or are you continuing it? I would hope to continue it. I have dye still that needs to be used. And I think the colors are going to get more and more interesting as I get farther along. I have one batch already on my shop and I would love to do a demonstration. Hopefully, fingers crossed, um, there's another virtual show, not virtual, but a virtual Facebook Live show. <laughs> there's, there's several. Which um, one is that? Uh, wool and fiber arts. Wafa. Wafa. Wafa yeah. Wool yep. and fiber arts. Um, but yeah, I did virtual that one. And, uh, I don't know. There's, there's, it's one of those wool things, with right? virtue. It's, like, it's, it's like, uh, there's so much more going on online. So it's like, I, I'm applying to things and we'll see. And I would love to do a, kind of like not a dye demonstration because it's not I'm not really teaching anybody how to do anything I'm just saying like look how insane this is when I do this <laughs> like watch the chaos and it you know live that sounds fantastic sounds Does it make so you perfect. forget the chaos a little bit if you're just doing it for an audience <laughs> <laughs> well so I uh I will say this with the complete disclaimer that I don't actually believe in this stuff too deeply but I do live with two era Aries and I am a Pisces, but I'm like chaos Pisces. So it kind of fits with my Aries counterparts that I live with. So, you know, that's a thing in our house is like the chaos, chaos baby, you know, like chaos time, like, I don't know, chaos kitchen. It's just a whole thing. So 
I, you know, chaos I kitchen. That sounds like a good color name. It's uh, it's actually from Chaos Kitchen. I think that's is it Julian Solomita. It's a uh, Jenna Marbles boyfriend who rocketed to fame uh, by doing his Chaos Kitchen, Aries Kitchen. <laughs> it does sound like a good name for a cursed color. That Chaos Kitchen. Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be a good one. That'd be like a really like super bright sort of just like really intense colors. Like I've got some, oh, what are they called? Fluorescent type dye that needs to get <laughs> used. The one that's like screw in the cake or something. Because oh, no. Like seriously, my grandma one time uh, was using a mixer and the mixer like threw a screw off into the Oh no. <laughs> My husband says he can't trust me with a, a, a spatula because I cut myself with a spatula. Oh, now, no. to be fair, it was a grilling spatula. <laughs> it was serrated, but... It wasn't a silicone spatula. No, we're not talking a scraper here. <laughs> I thought it's like, I, the silicone was really sharp. <laughs> Anywho. Oh. Yeah, chaos kitchen. I think I'll have to call one. And I'm, I'm curious if there's anything else you want to plug. Oh gosh. I mean, my shop, supernovadiworks.com. Um, I have a brand new shiny Instagram for Supernova Dieworks. It's at Supernova Dieworks. And uh, hopefully, you know, I'll keep up with it. Got great intentions. <laughs> but I've been posting there. Yeah, basically. Um, I think taking it slow is good, yeah. you know, easing into things yeah. again and figuring it out. So yeah. it seems like you're doing things with a lot of intention right now, even yeah, if it's hopefully. intentionally chaotic. <laughs> Intentional chaos. So, all right. Um, thanks so much for being here today, Deanna. I will see you guys or you'll hear us next time. <laughs> Thank you okay. for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. That was Dana of Supernova Dyeworks. You can find her online at shop.supernovadieworks.com as well as on Instagram as at supernovadieworks. This edition of Fiber Variety Hour was sponsored by the Tip of the Mitt Fiber Fair in beautiful Petoskey, Michigan. To find out more, visit tipofthemittfiberfair.com.